Welcome to Bad Decisions Mini Episode 9. I'm your host Dan Monheit, and today we have a cracking question from Jeremy in Kuyong. Hey Dan, Jeremy from Kuyong. My question to you is why do diamonds cost so much? Why do you have to pay thousands for an engagement ring? Diamonds are forever. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might desert me. There are so many reasons to spend big money on diamonds. I mean, one is because you run a manufacturing business that needs to cut very, very hard materials with very, very high degrees of precision. But other than that, most people spending big money on diamonds are doing it because they're essentially batshit crazy. Right? So just as you suspected, Jeremy, shelling out thousands of dollars for small pieces of rock makes absolutely no objective, pragmatic, rational sense at all. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. Thankfully, we can point to one of the greatest demand-generating advertising campaigns ever produced to shine a light on what is going on here. Back in the 1940s, which I don't think many or any of us were around to remember, we were thoroughly and simultaneously convinced that diamonds were both a girl's best friend and also forever, making them clearly the only appropriate gift to represent our undying love. Now, as widespread and effective as these campaigns were in cranking up demand, they are only half of the story behind our willingness to cough up very, very big for very, very small pieces of shiny rock. You see, sky-high demand is a great place to start, but to truly push prices beyond the stratosphere, we need to limit supply too. How much do we need to limit it? The more, the better. What's at play here is something called scarcity bias. And this causes us to assume that something is more valuable simply because it is in short supply high demand, or only available within a limited time frame. This bias has been demonstrated in a wide array of experiments, the most interesting and delicious of which was conducted by Warshall and his team in 1975. This experiment saw 200 undergrad students taste and rate identical cookies that they believed were either limited or abundant in supply. Cookies believed to be in limited supply were rated as significantly more likable and more attractive than those believed to be in abundance. More strikingly and more excitingly for a guy like me, participants were willing to pay 11% more for the cookies they believed were in short supply than for the cookies they believed were abundant, even though they were the exact same cookies. Now, short supply is sometimes the result of a natural limitation. So yes, there can really only be one top floor in an apartment building or one front row at a concert, but more often than not, in the modern world that we live in, scarcity is the result of some sort of artificial constraint. So Nike deciding to only produce 150 pairs of pigeon dunks, resulting in campouts, riots, and 4,000% markups on eBay. But when it comes to artificially limiting supply, the absolute gold, or should I say diamond standard, is De Beers, the international corporation that effectively created and controlled the global diamond market. Over the last 130 years, De Beers managed to extract or buy the vast majority of the world's diamonds, which are stockpiled in heavily guarded vaults. From here, the company releases just enough diamonds every year to meet demand, ensuring that there is almost never a surplus, keeping prices sky high. The Diamonds Are Forever line has also done a wonderful job of keeping pesky secondhand diamonds off the market. For brands dealing with products in rare supply, the best thing to do is look for tactful ways to play up the exclusivity and pride of ownership, knowing that we are always craving what we're told we can't have. If you're in a category, like I'm sure most of us are, where in reality there isn't much scarcity and we are in fact dealing with abundance, 
What we need to do is consider ways of reframing what we offer to make it more scarce, more limited, time-based offers, only 200 units available, right? Anything we can do to make our product more diamond than rock. So that's it for today. Jeremy, I hope that answers your question of why people are paying so much for diamonds. If you have other questions or observations about weird and wonderful human behaviors, please shoot them through to me at askdan at hardhat.com.au or you can hit me up all over the internet at Dan Monheit. I hope you're enjoying our mini episodes and Mel and baby Layla, I know you guys are listening. I love the feedback you're sending through. I hope I'm doing you proud and I look forward to catching up with you all in the next installment. Peace out.